You're listening to Infinite Banking Radio with your host, Patrick Donahoe. You know, there's solutions out there to every one of the financial problems that Americans are facing today, and those solutions are right underneath their nose. The Infinite Banking concept has helped hundreds of thousands of individuals manage their hard-earned money effectively using time-tested financial principles that cannot fail. The intent of this podcast is to awaken these time-tested principles and reinstate certainty into the financial makeup of Americans. Our society is saturated in debt. Our portfolios are made up of the same speculative investments and theories that have failed us time and time again. The banking and securities industries have ruled financial planning for decades, and the only true benefactors are them. The infinite banking concept has proven to be the ideal solution. Hi, everybody. Thank you for downloading this week's podcast. This is Patrick Donahoe, and you are listening to Infinite Banking Radio. I have a special guest with me today, and uh, please don't turn off the podcast right now because he is an accountant, because he is a very exciting accountant. I have Chris Anderson in my office. Chris, how's it going? Fantastic. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me on the show. Awesome. So, again, uh, we're going to be talking about taxes today. And, you know, I think I think taxes in the past were kind of a, a, a bleak subject, but, you know, because of everything that's going on in the economy right now, you know, in, individuals are definitely worried about taxes. Uh, you know, tax increases for over $250,000. Uh, you have, you know, different payroll taxes increase because of the health care plan. And, you know, there's all, all sorts of questions that people have in their minds. So hopefully we'll, you know, be able to maybe dispel some things today and give people ideas as far as, you know, what they can do to, uh, to, to best be prepared for, for tax season because... I don't think there's uh, anything that's going to, uh, uh, you know, prevent the tax man from coming, and so I guess we can only take advantage of the 17,000-page tax code. But uh, but today, uh, you know, we're, we're definitely going to get into a lot a lot of different subjects. But uh, we appreciate you downloading the podcast. We do have quite a bit of information uh, pertaining to to business ownership, uh, the infinite banking concept, real estate, and other things with our previous podcast. So make sure you go back and download some of those. And uh, you can also visit our website for more information about Paradigm Life. Our website's www.paradigmlife.net. We uh, put a lot of effort and resources into our blog and have a lot of cool videos on there. So you can go onto our blog and, and watch some of those videos that uh, talk about the infinite banking concept, talk about insurance, talk about uh, what you can do to protect your retirement. We also have a YouTube channel on uh, youtube.com. So just go to www.youtube.com forward slash Paradigm Life. We're also on Facebook, and we're also on Twitter, so definitely check us out there. Uh, and as always, if you would like to meet with somebody here and uh, and, and see how this would uh, affect or pertain to your personal situation, give us a call at 800-870-8670 or shoot us an email at info at paradigmlife.net. <sighs> okay, so now that's it. So Chris, I mean, we we've known each other for for several years now, and you know, Absolutely. we were at lunch just now and trying to figure out kind of how the connection was <laughs> was made, and we couldn't really pin pinpoint it. Uh, but why don't you give your uh, give our our listeners a, a background of uh, you know what you do, how you got into accounting, uh, how you got involved with us, and you know maybe talk a little bit about the infinite banking concept too. Absolutely, I appreciate that. Um, I started working and doing taxes about nine years ago. I started with a family firm, and um, just uh, just really got into it and really enjoyed getting people money back in their pocket rather than giving it to the government. Um, I haven't met anybody yet that is excited to pay taxes. Um, <laughs> Dude, seriously, you... <laughs> I was I actually saw there was I can't remember what station it was on. It was some like think tank out of New York, uh-huh. and it was it was basically all business owners uh, that were that were pro higher taxes. And I'm like, what really. A, 
stupid concept. So the guy, <laughs> the guy was like laughing. He wasn't laughing at him because he was, you know, he didn't want to make the guy feel stupid. Right. But he was like, you know, he he was talking about, um, you know, how business owners were the core of the country, and that it's completely contradictory of what he's saying. Then he like started to question him, and it was, you know, he inherited all of his wealth, and I mean, it was just, it was kind of crazy. But really? it's interesting that you bring that up because uh, I heard an interview with Warren Buffett who feels that there should be higher tax brackets for people in his situation, and there shouldn't be as many ways to get tax breaks as uh, as there are, but yet he still takes advantages of them. Oh, yeah. So. And, the, and the thing is, it's like, you know, even, even in his situation, it, it's not the point of being taxed, but it's like, what, 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 are, what are the taxes supposed to do? Okay, they're supposed to finance government programs and ultimately get spread around to other people. And there's obviously certain cases where we want to be charitable, but taxes is basically at the point of a gun, pay us your money or else you're going to jail, and then we're going to dictate where the money goes. Absolutely. Whereas, you know, Warren Buffett, I'm sure if they said, okay, well, we'll give you a, a pretty sweet tax break if, if uh, you know, you donate this money, which they do, if you, you get tons of tax breaks for charitable Absolutely. donations, but you dictate where it goes and you determine who, because Warren Buffett obviously has proven that he's efficient and productive with his money. Absolutely. Of course, he's going to know what charities <laughs> to give the money to, and it's going to be a lot more productive than what the government's going to do with it. No, absolutely. hundred percent agree. Um, so, uh, so as I started, I started with a family firm, like I said, as I was going through college, um, then I just continued with them afterwards. Um, one of the things that I love to do, and it's really weird that I love to do it, but I love to look at people's past year's taxes, you know, see what I can do to clean things up, maybe get a money back, but definitely institute strategies, especially for business owners, strategies that will reduce taxes and keep more money in their pocket. Any business owner, especially if you're starting out, but any business owner is going to want extra cash flow. Yeah. It's going to help them uh, be more secure at home. It'll provide opportunities for hiring new employees. Um, getting new equipment. I mean, it's just so important to have more cash flow as a business owner. And so I really started working with business owners, a lot of investors as well, and just uh, really come up with good strategies, uh, sound strategies, you know, that are, aren't illegal. We don't want to do anything illegal, but we want to utilize the tax code to our advantage as much as possible and keep those those dollars in our pocket. Mm. So with with accountants, and you know, I've, I've worked with you, know, you, you, I work with you obviously a, a lot. And uh, but I also have other clients that are auditors and have accounting backgrounds. And I speak with a lot of my clients' accountants uh, in regards to what they're doing with the infinite banking concept. And it's almost counter uh, contradictive uh, or counterintuitive, I guess is a better term, for what people typically do with taxes or with with, uh, retirement. So nowadays, the big well, it's for the last, I guess, 30 years, it's been max out your 401ks, max out your IRAs because you're going to get a tax break. Okay, and people think that it's a tax shelter. How, how, I mean, obviously, with you getting into uh, you know accounting, you're well aware that that's like the consensus. That's the that's the popular thing to to do. So why don't you talk about how you see some holes in that, and then maybe how the infinite banking concept uh, just kind of gave you a better light on how to do things. Absolutely. No, that's a great point because a lot of it uh, comes from tradition. A lot of it comes from uh, you know just education people you know go through regular schooling and you know it's just the norm out there to to max out your 401k start an IRA and and, and do these types of plans um, yes they provide tax benefits but what is the cost and it's not a tax uh, you're not getting a tax credit where you never have to pay taxes you're just deferring it yeah and a lot of the uh, ideas well you know you're gonna make less income in the future so when you pull the money out of these plans you're not gonna pay as much taxes who in their right mind wants to make less income when they're older yeah I certainly don't and who knows what tax brackets are gonna be 30 Seriously. years from now too yeah maybe the lowest tax bracket is gonna be you know 2030 what the highest tax bracket is today yeah, exactly <laughs> right so uh, you know so some of these things just there's just some holes in the philosophy there's a lot of speculation um, yeah we need to make educated guesses 
and uh, and try and plan. I'm saying don't plan, um, but a lot of the the, uh, the philosophy out there is is just not sound. Um, a lot of these accountants actually they get uh, kickbacks and things for setting up 401ks and putting money into IRAs, and so sometimes it's not truly altruistic as far as recommending these things. Mm. Um, and then as well, so say you know you're in your 30s, you start piling money into a 401k or an IRA. And then, uh, you know, catastrophe happens in your 40s, and you need that cash. Well, now, if you have to access it, you get a 10% penalty, plus you pay income tax on it. Now, you, you're, you're, I mean, you're intimately involved with a lot of people's finances. Have you seen a lot of premature liquidations this past couple of years? All the time. Yeah. All the time. And, uh, and they sometimes, there are situations where, um, you know, in a medical situation where you can't, don't have to pay the penalty, but mm-hmm. you still have to pay the income the taxes, tax. taxes, yeah. And, and some so, people will take out, you know, they'll, they'll think, okay, well, I can take out a loan. But, you know, the 401k loans, obviously, or an IRA loan, they, they limit you to 50% of your balance capped at $50,000. Yeah. And then and, they ha- and you have to have a repayment schedule with all of that, with all those proceeds. Absolutely. And so I'm not, uh, um, so I'm not one that really advocates these types of plans. Uh, if people have them, you know, we can try and find the best way to utilize them. But also one thing I don't like is... Um, you're, you're losing control of your money. So you're putting it someplace, hoping that it'll grow, but it may, may not always grow. There's a lot of speculation there. You lose control, plus you get penalized for accessing your own money. And so <laughs> it's just, there's not a whole lot of uh, real motivation for me to recommend that for a client. Yeah. And at, um, l- I mean, at lunch we were talking about you know, the baby, baby boomer generation. And this is not, you know, not a new concept for you know, listeners of this podcast, uh, maybe for the new ones, but uh, you know the, the baby boomer population is enormous. I mean, it's it's eight eighty million strong, and the succeeding generations uh, have not even reached. So, and that's like three four generations have not reached the total population of baby boomers. So, if you look at the skewed impact on the market where most four hundred one k funds and IRA funds are, okay, it's skewed because you had a huge population during a specific period of time dumping money into the market, and eventually those individuals are going to be selling off those securities and mutual funds, et cetera. Right. And if you have succeeding generations that, number one, are less in population, and then, number two, they save less money than baby boomers do, you're going to have a huge impact on you know, it's, you know, what, what's going to happen in the market. And you know, the, the term sell-off is oftentimes used. And when you have a huge sell-off, prices are going to go down, the market's going to take and uh, tank. And for people that are putting money in right now, it's going to you know, obviously take away a lot from their retirement funds like it did in 2008. Huge. I mean, we don't even, we can't even comprehend uh, what you just talked about because it hasn't come to fruition. Yeah. But absolutely, you start selling off stocks, the value is going to drop. And if, and we've already suffered since 2008, a great drop, but it's, I mean, talk about when you start selling off. I mean, that was just a a drop in the market. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, so that brings us right to, I mean, uh, as I, as I got to know Patrick and, and got involved with Paradigm Life, um, I'd started hearing about infinite banking and I was, you know, I, I was intrigued by it. I was like, well, what is that? Um, the current advisors that I had for my insurance, um, you know, their response was, no, that's, it's, you know, it's, it's don't get involved in it. It's nothing that you want to, you know, it doesn't work. It's a fallacy out there. And, um, and I knew these guys and I still respect them to this day, but it's still, you know, I still, I wanted to find out for myself. And so. I took Patrick out to breakfast at IHOP, and uh, he started telling me about it, and I was like, what? It all started at IHOP. <laughs> it all started at IHOP. <laughs> That's right. Um, and so uh, it actually, uh, um, 
to my own disadvantage, took about a year for me to rewrite my policies with Paradigm Life because of the relationships that I did have. And, you know, I, I value relationships a lot, but when it came down to it, it was, you know, look, what's right for my family, what's right for my finances, what's right for my business, um, what's right for my retirement. Um, and infinite banking can be used in all of those aspects. Um, and what was phenomenal is, so I had some whole life policies. Uh, they just barely started earning some cash value, and I had been paying on them for a couple of years. Yeah. And so one of them, um, just, you know, the premium was astronomical. Um, I had maybe about a 1000 bucks in cash value. And uh, uh, Patrick, we sat down and we looked at it, and I got, um, uh, I didn't replace that policy right away. I got a policy on my son first, and uh, put three grand into it and had almost three grand in cash value immediately. I was just, I was blown away. I couldn't believe it. Um, And so that alone was a huge benefit to me. Um, but then you start using that money for different things, paying off debts and, and all sorts of things, and it just accelerates the value that the infinite banking program that can provide. Yep. And it's, you know, and, that, and that's, the, uh, that, that's the funny thing is, you know, we're going to get into talking about business owners and taxes and, you know, things that the uh, different provisions and codes of the tax code have that are very favorable for, for business owners. But you find, you know, a dichotomy and you, you find a contradiction between business owners because their expertise is their business. Right, that that's where they've made their money. Um, that's where they're successful right now. But yet they try to go off and put money into this and put money into that, and you know try to make more money there. Whereas you know with the infinite banking concept, there's so much opportunity within their own business, okay, to have control over the growth of their money and not put it at risk. And it's hard. It's like, you know, I think human being part of our nature is is gambling. We get a rise out of gambling, and it's it's just it's crazy. Uh, you know, I have a, there's a business owner that I've worked with last you know several months, and you know, just shorting this, shorting that, putting money here and there, and he has an amazingly successful business. And I'm like, stop doing that stuff, <laughs> right? But yeah. it's it's hard to get people beyond that because it's like, okay, if I put money, you know, in the, in the in the machine and crank it around a little bit, a billion dollars is gonna is gonna come out, and that's it's never the case. I mean, rarely do people buy at the bottom and sell at the top. It's always the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. That's a, a great point. And uh, like I mentioned earlier, I work with a lot of investors as well. Um, and some business owners got wrapped up onto this, you know, uh, up to 2008, economy was going really strong. You know, uh, banks were lending like crazy. I mean, you could act, almost anybody could access cash yeah. um, for little to no proof. And, uh, and so people, uh, you know, a lot of my clients are pulling money here and there and they're like, oh, I got this $100,000 from either a line of credit or a piece of real estate or something. And uh, rather than investing that somewhere, um, they're like, oh, well, so-and-so says I can put this money into an account. Uh, you know, I don't care if it's offshore. You know, I'm not sure what they're doing, but they're going to give me 5% a month. 5% a month is an insane return. But people, you know, I don't know. Like you said, it's that gambling spirit, or I don't yeah. know what it is. They get the big money in their eyes, and they're thinking 5% a month. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. So they put it there, and then it's gone. Yep. Or, uh, you know, they get involved in maybe it is another business. Maybe it's not an offshore thing. Maybe it's not as speculative as that. Mm-hmm. But it's not something that they can control. Yeah. It's it's putting a um, hope that someone else is going to perform. Yeah. Um, Patrick and I just at lunch was talking about, I mean, I had my own sister-in-law. Uh, my wife, you know, her and her aunt put some money with my sister-in-law um, and uh, a good sum of money. And the business failed and my sister-in-law is gone. Yeah. You know, no payments, no nothing. And. And, uh, you know, not to say that every uh, investment decision is bad, but when you've got your own business 
why not control what you can control? You can yeah. control your business. You can control how you work. When you implement the infinite banking program in conjunction with your business, you can control that investing a yep. lot more. And it's secure and it's a lot more safe. So, I mean, the, just the idea of speculation. I mean, again, as I stated before, you're you're looking at people's books. You're looking at their finances. And speculation over the last couple of years Okay, has has dissipated, but speculation is what led up to the big bubble that we experienced in two thousand five, two thousand six, and two thousand seven, specifically with with real estate. Absolutely. Um, but with that speculation, have you? I mean, you've probably seen bankruptcies, you've seen foreclosures, you've seen short sales. Okay, so this whole idea of speculation is taking money that you've earned or you've taken out from somewhere and giving it to somebody that didn't earn it. Now, who's going to look after the money better, you or them? Great certainly question. Not, certainly <laughs> not them, and that's why speculation rarely, rarely works out. Okay, so the infinite banking concept, again, it, go, it just goes back to controlling your money. There is a, there is a, a value to certainty that, uh, that is unbeatable, and the most certain thing that you can ever have is, is you. Now, are you perfect? Nobody's perfect. Okay, but at the end of the day, if money is lost, it's on your shoulders, not on somebody else's. Okay, um, so as far as you know, as far as business business owners and so forth, let's kind of kind of transition maybe into into taxes. Okay. Um, I, a lot of people are kind of freaking out. I mean, you look at the, the the history of taxes, and obviously the tax code or you know taxes came about in 1913, and just a weird year 1913 with you know <laughs> the Federal Reserve and taxes. Yeah. But anyway, so 1913 came around, and it was supposed to be a temporary tax. The tax return was a one page long; didn't even take up the whole page. Tax return. Taxes today are, are insane. I mean, the tax code. I mean, I'm sure you don't know every section of the tax code, <laughs> you know. But you know, most. It, I mean, to, me- yeah. to to memorize, you know, tens of thousands of pages is uh, is is pretty difficult. It's very difficult, okay. as well as the interpretation of it, because it's still. That, that's written. another. That's the other thing too. It's like, what the freak does that say? So anyway, I mean, the, the whole idea of the tax, the tax code, and, and paying taxes. We look at an employee-based tax, an income tax. Okay. okay, with with employees, they have lots of operating expenses, right? Employees have, uh, they have to wear clothes, they have to have hygiene, they have to drive a car, they have to eat food. There's lots of stuff that they have to do to get up in the morning and go to work and pay their taxes, right? right. Does the IRS recognize any of that as a deduction? No. No. Okay, but they're still operating expenses. If they didn't have all that stuff, they wouldn't be able to have their job and pay the government taxes. Okay, right. but business owners. There are lots of different operating expenses underneath the umbrella of a business, okay, where they're able to, you know, basically reduce their their tax liability. So the your primary, you know, your your primary audience as far as uh, people that you do taxes and give tax advice to and so forth are, are business owners. So maybe why don't you talk a little bit about how how business ab- uh, business owners are able to keep more money, put more money to work than the average employee. Absolutely, that's a, a great question. You're right. I do work mostly with business owners, um, and I do that because that's that's where the real strategizing can come in, and uh, and that's what I love to do. Um, but yeah, as uh, one of the great benefits of a business owner is some of these things that you talked about, we already spend money on as an employee are not deductible. As a business owner, they are. Uh, some great examples are your home office. I don't know any business owner in today's economy that doesn't work from home, yeah. and so as an employee. You work from home, great, good job. <laughs> but as a business owner, we can now write off part of your mortgage interest, your taxes, your insurance, insurance yeah. utilities, 
Um, if you do internet, internet yep, absolutely. Internet, computer. If you have, you know, obviously you have a computer, you're probably going to have some desks and furniture. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have, so your home office needs to be a separate room in your house. So that is one thing that you do so need to remember. There are certain restrictions. There are certain restrictions. But then if you do anything inside that room, it's 100% deductible. If you put up some shelving, so if you get a filing cabinet. Um, a lot of also, um, you know, a lot of business owners have a separate office, but they need to store records and equipment. And you store that record and equipment at your house, you can then write off that percentage of your home also. Um, you brought a vehicle. Great, great deduction. One of the best deductions you have as a business owner. As an employee, there actually are some, depending on what an employee, how far you live from work, if you have multiple jobs, you can get a little bit of a vehicle write off. Mm-hmm. But as a business owner, like me, my vehicle, I never go anywhere I'm not doing business with. I'm either going to work and I have a home office, so I'm going between one office and another office. Um, I go to visit clients, I go to the office store, I go to the bank. I'm always going for business. And so there's multiple ways to take a vehicle deduction, but um, either, either way you take it, you're going to end up with a huge sa- uh, huge tax deduction, which is going to save you money, and it's you're, you're driving it anyways. Um, other things that uh, uh, business owners, like everybody eats. That's a great one. You brought that up. Um, Patrick and I went out to lunch today. Guess what? I got to write that off. I don't yeah. have to pay taxes. I on paid, that. so I get to write it off. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick paid, so he gets to write that off. <laughs> I paid last time, so <laughs> no. So um, why don't you? T- so one one of the things, and before I, before I forget, um, you know th- these these types of businesses, they could be you know owning owning a, a couple rental properties. Okay. Uh, the and, and that you know that might be an example of you know business ownership. The business ownership Absolutely. might be you know a home based home based business. Absolutely. Okay, but my one. You know, maybe for uh, bigger business owners, like maybe you know, last last week we, uh, I'm sorry, last month we did a, a podcast with a dentist. Okay. So d- dentists obviously have tons of different, tons of different overhead. So g- looking at the infinite banking concept, I mean, is there any business that you've seen that that doesn't have a need for capital? No. No. All, <laughs> all businesses need money, yeah, right? Big or small. Yeah. So either that money is going to come from rem- revenue that they've already generated, or they're going to borrow it from a third party and ultimately pay it back over over time. Absolutely. Sometimes at a high interest rate. Yeah. And these days, I mean, you, we were talking that I mean, loans are they're impossible, impossible to get. Right. So the question, you know, and I don't want to go off on a tangent, but <laughs> you know, the question is, okay, if banks are having, you know, their their record quarters. Um, you know why they're not lending any money? So it's like, how are they making money having record quarters <laughs> if they're not letting out any money and charging an interest? That's a different discussion. But um, but anyway, uh, you know, as far as this idea behind using using money, using credit, um, you know, it comes down to Nelson Nash's point where everything that you spend money on is financed. Okay, either you pay somebody else interest or you give up the interest that you could have earned. Because if money that is, you know, used for capital improvements, for acquisition, for, you know, marketing or for whatever, if it's used from past revenue, okay, that money is put out into, you know, whatever the expenses in cash, the money's gone. You don't you don't see any of that, you know, it's in the different thing which hopefully generates more revenue for you, but the actual cash that it took to put into this different expense is gone. Right? right? Or you borrow it from City or American Express or Chase or wherever, and you know you end up making revenue on whatever you spent the money on, but you have to pay back that loan with interest to the third party. Absolutely. So the infinite banking concept, obviously, utilizing your own system and paying yourself interest is going to help you, obviously, you know, expand business, but also recoup all the opportunity cost and interest that you would have paid to somebody else. Absolutely. Plus, I mean. 
Who likes banks right now? <laughs> Nobody. Nobody. Um, do you want to be making them more and more money? Why don't you make yourself that money? And banks, you know, it's it, yeah, and, and that's that's a totally different tangent. But it's like you're you're at the mercy of whatever the bank tells you. I mean, they can hike they can hike your interest rates. And I know that the the bank reform bill, you know, prevented some things. I mean, who the heck know what it? Right. But anyway, they they uh. they have a lot of leeway as far as changing up the game or changing up the rules in the middle of the game. Right. And they've they've proven that. I mean, I have uh, I I have a lot of real estate investor clients, and you know, it's amazing how many lines of credit have been cut. It's like they pay, pay, yeah. pay on time, good credit. They pay down their credit line by five thousand bucks. Boop! They knock their credit line yeah. down, down by five thousand dollars. <laughs> they have no available credits. Like what the heck? Right. I know a guy. True story. He had a sixty thousand dollar credit card. Uh, it was maxed out, and he called him up. He said, "Look, I'm going to pay this off, but I need the line of credit stayed open." Bank said, "No problem." Paid it off the next day. Dropped it down it to down. one thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! And he called. I mean, he uh, he called up, and you know, he was raving mad. Yeah. And uh, they said, "Well, if you want to give us all your financials, we'll apply, and we'll see if we'll accept it." <laughs> That's <laughs> so, amazing. It's uh, absolutely true. But with the infinite banking, you don't have to worry about your line of credit being shut down. No. And uh, you're paying yourself back, so you can set the terms. I mean, it's just, it takes so much pressure off. And like you said, any business is going to need revenue. Yeah. Whether it's a down month, you need to help paying lease. There's a new piece of equipment you need to buy. I mean, it can be anything. you got to make payroll. You know, I mean, it's just, and to be able to have that kind of access without being dependent at the mercy of the banks, making your own terms, I mean, it's just phenomenal. Cool, cool. All right, so back to, you know, back, back to, back to <clears throat> business owners. Um, you know, g- given, given the fact that we're all kind of scared about, uh, you know what's going to happen to to taxes. Um, you know how how we can maybe mitigate some of our tax liability. People, I think people know that hey, I can write. You know, there's probably some business things I can. They they know that there's some possibilities of doing that. But people people typically try to go out and read books, which I'm not saying is a good or a bad thing. They go out and they read their own books. They read, you know, you know, some of the books I recommend is Own Your Own Corporation by, uh, you know, Robert Kiyosaki's attorney. Uh, and and accountant or loopholes of the rich, which is by Diane Kennedy, which was you know, is the ex accountant for Robert Kiyosaki. Um, you know, there's a new one which what the heck is it called? I like have it around here. It's Incorporate and Get Rich. So you have all these different books. They're like do this and do this. You can do this and do this. But why don't you talk about having an advisor there? Because everybody's situation is is different. So somebody could go out and say, okay, well I need to get an S corp. Um, all right, so S corp, uh, LegalDocs.com or uh, what's the other you know big one that you can just form an entity? It's uh, iCorp. iCorp.com. Yeah. What's the big one that's always advertised on like Hannah, like uh, the different talk shows? Um, LegalZoom. Oh, LegalZoom. So yeah. LegalZoom. Yeah. Going to LegalZoom and I can do my LLC. So I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but talk about you know doing things properly and having having good good advice instead of trying to do your, your the, everything yourself. Absolutely, great point. Um, and I'll give you uh, the biggest example. So if you're a business owner. Uh, I recommend a corporation, and I won't go into all the details right now because we don't have time, but a corporation can save you a lot of money. Um, But inside of a corporation, you have to compensate yourself a couple different ways. One is as an officer, one is as a stockholder. Mm -hmm. As a stockholder, you save more money if you take more uh, as a stockholder than you do as an officer. Well, there has to be a balance. The IRS says it has to be reasonable. Well, there's a, if you don't know what the balance is, I see a lot of clients, when I first get them, they'll pay everything as an officer, yeah. which means they set up a corporation, great, but they get no tax savings. 
And so you need an advisor to come in, and the, the, the thing that the IRS says it has to be reasonable, well, you've got every profession out there in the world that's different. You've got how much money your company is making. Yeah. You know, all, this, all these different factors coming in. Who knows how, what's reasonable yeah, or not? What is reasonable? Yeah. So you really need an advisor that would sit and look at your situation and say, okay, this is what your wage should yeah. be. And I was talking to an attorney, I think it was about, about three or four weeks ago, and just I'm trying to get you know just prepared for you know what's coming down the pipe. So I've met with probably you know half a dozen attorneys. I met with you. I met with some other accountants, just trying to uh, you know figure out you know and I'm not I'm not leaving you, Chris. That's but okay. I, to figure <laughs> no to figure out kind of what's coming down what's coming down the pipe. I mean, yeah. how are things going to change? What are they hearing in their circle of influence? And uh, one of these attorneys said, Yeah, I mean mo- most of the the new uh, Officers that were hired by the IRS, the new age IRS agents, um, are, are specifically being hired to look into corporations and making sure everything's done on the up and up. Right. So if you, you know, if you get into it and you're trying to do everything yourself, you you might be subject to uh, you might be throwing some red flags that you don't know even even know are red flags. Absolutely. Okay. And and being audited is probably you know a, a big deterrent from people wanting to write off this that and and the other. So having a proper advisor obviously helps uh, you know mitigate that that type of that type of liability. Absolutely. Um, and when you mentioned getting audited, uh, we've done lots of studies and um, you know interviews and even polls and things like that. And that is one of the number one things people are afraid of are getting audited. Nobody wants to get audited. And, and really, they don't. You know, it's, uh, it's scary. You don't know what the IRS is going to want. You could end up owing a lot of money. Uh, the IRS these days isn't interested in uh, taking assets like they used to, but they still can. Yeah. Um, you definitely don't want to end up in jail, and that takes. It's really hard to end up in jail, but it, you know, it's possible if you're, um, if you, you know, are ignorant and don't <laughs> work with them. Um, but nobody, even even if you have a good, even if you have a smooth audit, nobody wants to get audited. No, it takes um, away so much time uh, that you energy, can be producing energy. It's just resources because yeah. you have to have your accountant involved every step of the way as well. Absolutely, um, and you're right. The the IRS is hiring a lot of people. Um, the government has been on a spending spree for the last ten years. It's just been out, 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 out. We have a record deficit. Someone has to pay for it. Yep. How does the government get money? They tax people. Yeah, they're not going to hit. And so they're going to. They're hiring more people. Um, the random random audits are going to increase. Um, but certainly things that could cause an audit are going to get looked at a lot closer too. Yep. And so it's important to have an advisor, have the information, have a knowledge base of what uh, you know. What do I need to be doing so I'm not going to throw up red flags like yep. you were talking about? So having a good tax advisor, you know. Now, Chris, you're here in Utah, so obviously yep. you're not going to be you know doing taxes all around all around the country. But out out there, you know, there's a lot of uh, 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 good advisors everywhere. People that are you know very pro entrepreneur, pro business owners. So definitely look out for for an advisor. That uh, they can help you and look at your books, uh, look at your expenses, see if there is some viable business that you can start to help mitigate your tax liability. So as we kind of close, um, something that's exciting in your neck of the woods is uh, you're you actually started to create a, a CD series. Absolutely. And uh, you're it, it's called Avoid Being Audited. Is that what it is? The ser- the CD series is Tax Secrets Revealed. Okay. Um, our website is www.avoid. Sorry, I don't have my own website. <laughs> www.avoidbeingaudited.com. Okay. And so uh, we named it that because really the CD set, it's twofold. We want people to be educated. Now, yes, you need an advisor. So hopefully your account is a good account, but how do you know? You yeah. know, whatever business you're doing, you're an expert in that field. Yeah. And so the CD set is there to help you to, every individual needs to be educated to a certain level. Obviously, you don't need to know what I know, yeah. but you need to know enough that you can, uh, you know what you need to be keeping track of, you know what you need to be doing. Even, and it, it's, 
it saddens me to say this, but it has to happen sometimes where you need to bring stuff up to your So you ask, so there may be you know, questions that you can ask and things yeah. that you can talk to them about. Okay. Yeah, it's going to get your, you know, it's going to get your brain going and get you start thinking um, so that you can't avoid that audit. But even there, like I said, there's some random ops that can happen. So even if you do everything you can, you can still get audited. So we want you in a place where you're going to be 100% confident that when you go into the audit, everything's going to be fine. You have all your documents, you have all your receipts, you have all your statements, everything's everything's in place. You haven't done anything wrong. And so this CD set is there to help you do that. And as well as they're all legitimate tax deductions, so it's going to make you wear some tax deductions. That's going to save you some money. Cool. So we'll so we'll have a link. We'll have a link to that website, and I'm sure that they can order order the the CD series off the website. Yeah. So we'll have that in the uh, the post of the uh, podcast as well as as well as the blog. Awesome. Okay. So great. well, that's uh, that's all for today. We're up at about a half an hour. Uh, thank you again for downloading this podcast. Uh, Chris, it was great to have you here. We appreciate your time. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks uh, for having me. For those of you, uh, again, who would like to learn more about the infinite banking concept, about our curriculum, and how you can uh, help save yourself tons of different money, get yourself out of the market, uh, get money into something that's actually going to make you more money than any type of market investment can make, please visit us at www.paradigmlife.net. Go back and listen to, to previous podcasts. Uh, we've had economists on here. We've had accountants. We've had auditors. We've had a variety of different individuals, business owners, and, and other financial advisors. And uh, you're definitely going to get a lot. You're going to glean a lot of information off of that that can help you put you. And I, th- I love what you said, Chris, which is, uh, you know, you, you need to be educated. As far as people telling you what to do, uh, I think that that type of methodology has gone the way of the dodo. And you need to be educated. You need to understand what you're doing. That's where you're going to have the most control, and that's where the likelihood of losing any money is is going to dissipate. So, uh, for information on how to meet up with us and figure out if this is the right fit for your personal financial situation, uh, email us at info at paradigmlife.net. Or give us a call at 800-870-8670. This is Patrick Donahoe signing off for this month. And uh, we'll talk to you next month.